Hey crew, I'm Cam Explains, and this is Run the Block, the first show that's bringing together coaches, podcasters, and local business owners to innovate and collaborate because I think there's crazy crossover that no one is talking about between these three amazing groups from lessons learned to finding untapped and potential new revenue stream. Our goal is to help you get more subs, customers, clients, and more using the perfect formula of know-how, storytelling, and kindness. So you too can easily create content that converts, add more cash to the bank, lift up your community, and ignite your biz without being stuck in no man's land ever again. <laughs> like a 20 second countdown. <laughs> worst. If you guys don't use uh, Riverside, it does an awkward five second countdown and it feels like it's forever. So my thought being, I'm just going to make a longer countdown and then just start, con- just start a conversation. And that way it just, you know, plugs right in. Nobody ever knows when you're actually recording or not. I like it. It's a good idea. Not in like a not in like a spy way, right? Where we're trying to catch you off guard, but just in a just just plug people in right in the middle, right? Hopefully, there's some laughs, some good times rolling. I feel like this is what Barbell Shrugged nailed back in the day when they were at the top of their game, right? Like it would just cut right into whatever whatever bad joke Bledsoe was making, and Doug Larson laughing at literally everything. Shout shout out to Barbell Shrugged, true OGs and pioneers, man. I know you and I have talked about their like rise and fall so much. I saw recently, I don't know why I was searching this, but I think I saw a post maybe from Anders. Um, but I was just going through and I was like, okay, do they still have a podcast? Who's doing it? And I saw like Doug's a big part of it now. Uh, Anders is, has been doing it for, for a few years. But I also randomly saw uh, they're connected to Dr. Andy Galpin yeah, now. Yeah. And I, do they have a research institute or something they're doing in Florida? Because I also saw randomly a coach that I know in the picture with them. And it was like, Oh geez. And I was like, Holy crap. What are they doing now? Uh, honestly, man, I haven't looked at any of their stuff in so long. The last time I had any connection with them was speaking to Anders about, uh, setting up a, a one ton challenge and, you know, coordination with like a level one that we were going to host four years ago, three years ago, whatever. So I have no idea. Uh, Andy, Andy was, you know, he was a friend of the show for, for years. So it makes sense that, that he's a a part of it. Um, Andy's just, you know, an, an amazingly well-rounded, intelligent, uh, very well-spoken, very entertaining person. So definitely makes sense that he's in alignment there. But as far as like what they're doing right now, I have no idea, right? Like it could be like former Buffalo Bills quarterback, Jim Kelly, where they all have part-time jobs at the last remaining Kmart. I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. We have a mutual friend that uh, used to be a part of like when they tried to launch their, their podcast network and they just said, you know, it just didn't align business just kind of went, went sideways with what they were trying to do with revenue share, but I'm glad to see they're still at it. But uh, before we uh, hit record, we were talking about, kind of what you were up to this morning and, and your, your morning away. You said that you just, uh, you just needed to, to kind of go on a walk and just, just clear your mind for a few. Do you do that often? Like, is that something you program in or is it just when there's just a lot going on in your head? Cause right at the moment you're a visionary type person. So you've got a lot going on in your head and you have multiple businesses, multiple things, multiple clients, a family, you have me that you have to you put up with every day. So you have a lot, a lot going on all the time. So do you, do you program out time away or is this part of like your daily routine with flow? Uh, 
so yes and yes, right? Like it, it looks different at different parts of the week. Um, I'm, I'm an experimenter. Uh, I experiment with different routines, different nootropics, different, different everything all the time, right? Like a B test. You and I are, are both big proponents of that, but I do it in my life and, um, have done so for several years. And it's, you know, one of the things that's led me on a journey of self-discovery and, uh, constant self-improvement and growth. And it's how I've been able to overcome a lot of the, the things that I have in life. And, you know, on a day to day, I really try to build some, some clarity moments into my, my schedule. And so walks are great for that, right? Like going for a walk early in the morning, um, before the world is coherent and either putting on music that I don't care about or an audiobook that I've already heard. And so, you know, that way there's some kind of background noise and the mind can just go and, and problem solve and deal with, you know, whatever it is that's been floating through your head because a lot of problem solving is, is done away from the problem themselves. Right. And so like things for clarity can be going on a walk. It can be doing dishes. It can be doing, um, yard work. It can be like, I'm very fortunate. Uh, I get a massage once a week from my wife and like, she does all of the stuff and it's great. And it's like 45 minutes an hour every week where my mind can travel through time and space while my body is just, you know, in a, in a dead zone. And so I'm a big proponent of that because I've been gifted this curse where I see all of the problems, right? And for a long time, that actually affected my mental health because I was such a negative person, right? Like I just saw all of the problems with everything, but eventually kind of came to the realization that wherever I go, I improve processes. I make things more efficient. My, you know, I have this dual personality where my brain is, is definitely the visionary type, but it's also wired for systems. And so that's kind of how I can zoom way out on really big issues, really big problems, kind of grasp all the, the underlying lying factors and then zoom back in and create actionable steps on how to solve these things. Right. Um, and so it's so very important to build these clarity times, exercises, what, whatever the thing is for you, because if you're a person who you're constantly working on something and you're constantly trying to figure things out, uh, whether it's a mental block that you're working on, a self-improvement block that you're working on, uh, a problem in your job, maybe you're a math magician and, and there's something that you're working on that you can't figure out, right? Like instead of trying to just beat your head into the wall for hours on end solving something, come back and play with it later, right? Let your brain do its natural uh, natural processes where it's making connections around things and it's kind of working through things in in the uh, the the creative non-conscious and the non-conscious, which a lot of you have probably heard is like your subconscious, right? Um, and and let the let the other two thirds of your brain go at it, and then you can kind of solve whatever you need to without really working on it. But this morning in particular. I woke up and I made my daily task list, right? And it's a mixture of whatever I had from the night before that I built out. And then, you know, whatever I know 
that I need to get taken care of today that's just popped up in my head. So I have 17 tasks that I need to get done today. And uh, I, instead of hopping right into work, I spent like three or four hours, went for a walk and, um, you know, did some visualization, some meditation, uh, did did some grooming, faded my beard and shaved my head and, you know, listened to uh, a couple audio books and stuff like that. Because it, it's it's one of those things where twice in the last week I've been on Zoom calls and I've heard the same thing where people are like, I, I know you I know you do something. I know you do something like at a high level. I just don't know what you do. And, you know, for me personally, it's that's that's been the case for a very long time where like people are aware that, you know, I do something because um, I've been associated with a lot of successful people and I've created a lot of success for people. They don't know exactly what I do and how I do it. And it's because I don't go out there and talk about it. I don't speak to the things that I do because a lot of the quote unquote visionary types, they're more of like status chasers where they want to see themselves, you know, uh, they want to see a reflection of themselves in the eyes of others. They want people to be in awe of them. And it's not really that they're a visionary. It's that they just desire people to admire them, right? Like, to an extent, when you deal with high performers, you deal with a level of narcissism. It's just one of those things, right? Like you have to believe that you were born for more. You have to believe that you have a higher calling, a higher purpose than the average human. You have to be hyper competitive. And so you see a lot of people who have that, but they're not really trying to figure out how to like create solutions on scale and how to solve massive problems and how to add massive value. It's like, how can I sell you into the next thing? How can I get in front of more people because, you know, I want to be associated with big names. I want to speak on stage with blank and I want to do this and this marketer here. Right. And like, that's just, that's desiring status. I don't really give a shit about that. I care about building impactful things. I care about, you know, if my name is on something, it's of the highest quality. And so I'm constantly refining things that, that I've done or things that I want to work on. And it really hit me with two people in like 36, 48 hours on Zoom saying that thing. And I was like, huh, there's a reason why I'm hearing this and there's a reason why I'm supposed to deal with this. And so that's been what the morning has been is uh, what am I supposed to do with this this piece of information that's repeatedly thrown at me? Uh, I'm clearly supposed to do something about it. Otherwise, the 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 universe, God, the world the matrix, this simulation wouldn't be presenting this same thing to me repeatedly now, but it is. And so I have to do something about it. And so a lot of my morning has been spent in, um, in just kind of like a flow state of problem solving and thinking because it's what I end up doing the most. And so, yeah, man, that's, that's what a lot of it has been. And, I encourage everyone build build these 20 minute blocks, 30 minute blocks into your schedule, but then have a catch all day. Friday is my catch all day. I have nothing scheduled. I have scheduled calls on Saturday and Sunday, right? Like people who pay me to get on Zoom with them 
and we we do the thing we scale their business we walk through whatever problems they're facing fridays i will not schedule anything it's a catch-all day and so that way if i need four or five six hours in the morning to not deal with any of the companies that i'm you know currently have my hands in i don't have to it's very freeing it's very liberating it allows me to solve problems that will then impact all of the companies and will you know be the rising tide that raises all the boats. So that's why it's so very important. Yeah, it reminds me, uh, Ogilvy used to say, you know, fill, fill your head with all the junk and then go to the movies. And so, yeah. you know, and by junk, it's not like trash or obviously there wasn't social media 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Yeah. It was just whatever you're trying to learn, fill your head with it and then go take a walk, right? Go to the movies, go do something else because innovation rarely happens chained to your desk. Right, you're sitting there in front of your laptop, like, oh, this idea is definitely going to formulate in any minute now. Normally happens when you're in the shower, right? Or you're on a drive, you're talking to somebody else about something random. You're like, oh, that now makes sense. I get how this correlates. Yes. So I think, you know, that's the biggest takeaway that and realization I had probably three or four years ago. Uh, Shout out to Teddy, (laughs) Teddy from England, Teddy Um, Lomas. We used to, on Thursdays, we would uh, go into the office super early. So we'd get there about eight o'clock and then we would just, whatever we we're doing, we'd stop about one thirty to two and then we would just go for a drive. And typically we try to do a hike nearby. So we just took, you know, from two to six, we'd just be out. We'd go find something random to do nature. And it was just honestly something I look forward to every single week because you just mm-hmm. unplugged, unraveled. And then Friday, like be ready to go again. And, you know, when, when you're on those long walks or hikes, you're having different conversations, whether you're by yourself or with somebody else. And like things do start to actually unwind. And then you can solve puzzles that before were just unfathomable. And you're like, oh, oh crap, that does make sense now. Or yeah, that is a good idea. Let's actually take that back in the office tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, so now we're speaking, we're speaking to flow, right? And this is actually something that I'm going to build a training on for our community because there's a lot of science that goes behind flow. And there's a lot of different, I think there's 22, 21, 22 known flow triggers, right? And certain things have commonalities, but you know, one of, one of the things that allows you to get into a flow state and it, it needs to be something that, uh, so let me, let me backpedal a little bit, a couple of different kinds of flow states. So there's the flow state that's like in the zone. Right. And so if you are an athlete, if you are, um, you know, like a surfer where you're one with nature something like that, you need to be dealing with concepts larger than yourselves and you need to be dealing with things that actually challenge you. But at the very base level of that is your competency. Right. And so by example, uh, there are people out there who they are just just spreadsheet ninjas right? Like the, the tedious tasks and taking data and plugging it in and, and building beautiful, beautiful, uh, structured concepts and sheets. And they're amazing at, it. but they have that skill set, right? Like where they understand, you know, it used to be Excel. Some people still use it, but Google sheets and all the different plug and play formulas, and they don't have to look anything up and they can naturally take a bunch of directives from a clown like me and they can make them an amazing work of art that's an extremely efficient system. Whereas if you plugged 
my monkey self into something like that, I would never achieve flow because that's, I don't have the requisite skill level to do so. Right. And so one of the conditions of flow is it's got to be easy to you. Right. And so that's why people who are deep thinkers, you know, I, I achieve flow states of thought. And so people who are deep thinkers, you need something that you can be doing so subtly that you can leave your body while you're doing it. That's why so many problem solvers achieve flow in the shower because you know exactly what you're doing. Like, you know, my system is shampoo, wash face, wash body, and rinse everything off at once, right? Like wired for efficiency, wired for systems. But I've done that however many tens of thousands of times at this point to where a lot of great thoughts come in the shower. And so after I'm just standing there for like 12 to 15 minutes, just running through thoughts. And this is where the goat PBD, Patrick Bed David, if you don't know who PBD is, used to talk about keeping a whiteboard in a shower because he had so many amazing ideas there. Right. And, and you have to get it out when you have it. And so for me, it's speaking into my phone or like jotting something into my uh, notion idea capture, um, you know, page or block or whatever it is. But whenever, whenever you take things that inspire you act immediately. Right. And so if you are that person where when you're doing some gardening, maybe you have a whiteboard, maybe you carry your cell phone with you so you can speak into it. Right. Because inspiration is not something that stays around. You can't shelf it and come back to it. It's there and then it's gone. And it's the same thing with ideas, right? Like your brain is for having ideas, not keeping ideas. That's a quote from maybe Einstein or someone. I could have truly misattributed that, but that's most certainly a bastardized quote that I just put out there. It's because you're not going to be able to keep those, those uh, you know, amazing innovative thoughts with you forever. And so when you have them, get them out. And so if you're a person that, you know, you constantly have something triggering flow, pay attention to that and then take something with you that you can actually capture the concepts, the ideas, and the deep dives that you're having. Otherwise, you're going to lose them. You're going to lose that work. And who knows what you will lose when you lose those ideas. So it's important that you set yourself up for flow states, but also to capture the results of the flow states. Otherwise, all is lost, and it's almost a wasted effort sometimes. That's a really good point. Even the efficiency of wherever you take the note, like, are you going to come back to it later or is it going to be dumped in somewhere else? Right. Like earlier this week, I went into notes cause I was trying to find some like legit Apple notes, right. Which is the worst one of all. Worst. And I couldn't find anything. I like, I was searching and I know the word I was searching for is definitely in the note I need. And it was like, no results found. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I, the, it's called this thing. I know it is. I, I named it. And I was like, it, it, cause it has a bunch of things I dumped in it. And I was like, I can't find it. And about 20 minutes after searching, I finally found it. And yeah, of course the title is exactly the word I was searching. It was just no results found. I was like, are you kidding me? What, what systems do you use then to capture and then make sure they get in the right place? Is it just, you keep everything in notion. So when you capture, whether it's audio or text, then you know, to go back to that. Or do you have like multi systems that you use to. Like if you're on a walk, is it just notion? If you're in the shower, it's, it's always just notion. And then you go back at the end of the day or week. Yeah. So it's, uh, I, I have a notion template set up. That's just a catch all for ideas. And if I'm on a walk, I try to type them in. Uh, but like, you know, it's, I mean, it's Illinois and winter's cold. And so 
instead I will <laughs> just speak into the, the voice memo app. Right. And yep. then uh, typically on Sunday, I, I have a specified time on my calendar where it's like, all right, go through the brain dumps and see what inspires you. And if something inspires you right now, while you're looking at it, elaborate on it, right? Like execute. If not, just keep it there because there are certain things that we may think are amazing in the moment, but then later on you look at it, you're like, it's not that amazing. <laughs> I was, I was full of shit at that time. And so, uh, yeah, it's, you are hundred percent correct. It's about uh, a multi-step system. And so you have the system where you create opportunity for these concepts, right? Building in clarity moments, clarity exercises, whatever. And then you have the system to actually capture the thing. But then from there, you have to have the system to go back and make sure you act on it, right? And so just schedule the timeout. Cam, something that you've kind of buried into the the ear hole in the brain of so many people who have come through our community or we've, we've helped scale is if it's important, it deserves an appointment. And so just put that on a calendar so you actually go back through and kind of back clean up on whatever you've done. Otherwise, again, it's you might as well have not done it in the first place. When you try to actually go through like your 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 catch-all with with Notion, I'm just curious because you know my system is Evernote, and then every couple of days I go in and then I upload them to to Notion, and so. I know a lot of people on here probably just have like either sticky notes or journals or just a hundred different other softwares that they use. So I'm curious because notion has such a hard learning curve. Is this just something that you're like, Hey, I'm just going to learn this thing because of its capabilities or have you just over time just, just found that that to be the most useful. So, uh, this originally was something that I used to have on, on a Google doc. I had like an ongoing Google doc and, and you know, because this is something that I, uh, I elaborated. I, I used to have a very rudimentary system for this, but I elaborated on it. I made it a, a little bit more robust and, and more linear and trained some of the people in our community on that. And that's, you know, how to find your own voice. And so I would have, it was like five or six questions that I would ask myself about this idea or concept. So I could kind of flush out some details. But when you have this ongoing Google doc, it gets messy. It gets really, really sticky. And then you have to keep scrolling for stuff. And so a very long time ago, I was introduced to notion. I can't remember by who it might've been Zach Mobius. Maybe. Um, because, you know, Zach's a systems guy and he's he's always ahead of the curve on those things. Shout out to Zach Mobius uh, and his gigantic traps. Um, but maybe like four or five months ago, I just rediscovered it and kind of started playing around with it more. Now, Notion is something that's very complex and I'm, I'm very dumb. And uh, so all I've really done for myself, other than create a couple of sheets to keep structured, is I use bulleted lists or like the toggle list, right? And so it'll be like four or five of these questions, but then they drop down into something more detailed and I just copy and paste that, right? Like I just repeat that 
And so I have these, it looks like an idea in one line, but then it drops down into paragraphs of writing. And it's as easy as just keep copying, pasting that over and over. And so while Notion is a gigantic, amazing Swiss Army knife, like I'm the dummy who has the Swiss Army knife only to use that little toothpick that you pull out on the side because that's the the level to which I know it, right? Like going back to your your flow states and having the requisite skill, I don't have it to where if I had to be in flow by using Notion, it would never happen. And so that's why I also outsource those things to people who can do that stuff because I know that it's a limiting factor for me. It's going to slow me down and there's a lot of opportunity costs where me trying to monkey around in Notion for two hours is two hours that I could be spent crushing something else, right? And so I, I try to keep it as simple as possible because I'm a simple human and I can't figure those things out. Yeah, I agree. And that's why I just kind of wanted to hammer that home for anyone that's listening and they go down the Notion. They're like, these guys are nuts because I've de- downloaded and redownloaded Notion at least a dozen times. And every time like, I start to learn and I'm like, this is the way I just need to take a note. I, I don't even know where to start here. But now you and I, because you can build projects in there and it yeah. pretty much automates everything so beautifully and it breaks it down and the templates they have are so useful that like if you are collaborating on a project, I mean, it replaces Asana and all those other things. Like it's, it's yes. then you're all in one tool without, yes. you know, having to have Slack and then Asana and then another board and then a mirror, right? Which is just drawing out. Like you can connect all those things together. Uh, you'd probably still need a Slack, but for sure, if you're just starting, if, if you've not listened to our productivity tips, upgrade from notes or whatever your thing is to at least an Evernote to start. Cause that's an easy, uh, thing you can share. Plus there's, uh, a Chrome extension, just called Evernote Clipper. So you can just clip the actual, if it's a website, if it's anything um, that you're viewing, you can actually clip that page and it trans um, transposes. I'm not sure what that correct word there, but it just copies exactly what you're looking at. Is that, is that the right word? Transposes? Is it transposes or transcribes? Uh, or? Tran- uh, no, I don't think it's transcribes because it just literally, it mirrors whatever the, the, oh. the web page is without you having to like screenshot it and then put it in. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so last thing I want to just, just quickly ask, um, we always get asked about scheduling and time blocking, and this kind of all goes together with how we started <laughs> this with, with morning flow. Like the number one thing people come to us is they like, uh, I, I can't focus or like, I know I need to do these tasks, but I'm just not sure when to do them. Do you believe that, that people have to time block and reverse engineer from big events through a quarter? Do they just need to set up a day and then try to repeat it with consistency? Like we talked about important deserves an appointment, but how, how can someone, cause everyone wants to say they're the creativity type, right? They're they're They can't put bumpers on their day or otherwise they lose all creativity right there. They're done. I I just don't want to do it. Do you suggest to clients that, Hey, we need to get you on a schedule or do you just kind of let them do what they do and just pick three priorities for the day? Yeah. (laughs) So yes to the three priorities, right? Call them the big three. And then within the three is the one thing, like no matter what, I have to get this done hell or high water, but we try not to, schedule out any more than the big three on a task list because the more and more that you can crush those three things 
every day. The more and more momentum you have, the more and more motivation you have, the more likely you are to keep winning. Uh, but as far as breaking the day up, it, it it goes back to experimenting with yourself and just understanding who you are. So like I'm up before the sun and that is where if I have administrative work that needs to get done, I get it done bright and early when there's no distractions, because again, I'm a moron. And so the less distractions I have, the easier it is for me to get those projects done because then I go to, you know, from 8am on is, is zoom hell where I'm either in meetings with different companies, different departments, uh, or on, you know, client calls or on podcasts. And it's, that is from eight to 3 p.m. Right. Very rarely do I allow for that after three, but that's a full day's work. And so I need to get time in ahead. Right. Like I'm not the person who has the day carved out where like, oh, I have time freedom. You know, I only work two hours a day. No, no, no. I definitely can. Right. Like my skill set allows me to say no to a lot of things and to charge a very high amount for what I do. So I can say no to a lot, but I won't because. I'm after something very large. And so you need to know yourself. You need to know your goals. You need to know what you're after. You need to understand how you work best. And so if you're more on like me, carve out the AM for your, um, you know, administrative stuff, because I can be creative whenever I'm, I'm a, I'm a thinker. I'm an introvert. There are people out there who, you know, they really value their creative time and, and, or they position it as such. And so in their morning, they have to be extremely creative because later in the day, that's when they go deal with people and go to the gym and, and do those things. And so it's more about knowing yourself and then building out around where your weakness is more than your strength, because your strength should be able to show up just about wherever your weakness is the thing that you want to build around. And so administrative tasks, small detail stuff, I have to have no interruptions. If you put me on like thinking about high level problems, I can kind of gear in and out of that at will. And so know thyself first and then build your schedule around your weakness. That makes a a ton of sense. I've done anything and everything when it comes to, I'm going to schedule every 15 minutes of my day out. And that was disastrous. I've done, I'm not going to schedule anything and try to be productive. And I found similar to what you're speaking to the, I don't say the more you get done. Um, but the more I can frame my morning around some easy wins for myself, whether that is getting some admin stuff out of the way, whether that's a workout, getting the things I know that like fills my cup up every day. Yep. I feel so much better throughout, throughout the day. And it just feels like everything else then becomes a win. Versus like, I'm always thinking like I haven't worked out yet or I haven't done those emails yet. And like, you know, you just have that negative frame of, of mine. Yes. Stacking small wins builds momentum, which builds motivation. And winning is the only thing that's more addictive than comfort. So oh, make sure you <laughs> mic, mic drop. I can't drop make my sure mic. Get... I can drop the, <laughs> drop. I, can, I can drop the, the cover on it. Make sure you um, set your day up for small wins early on. I want to tease for in 15 seconds that we mentioned Notion a few times, and this actually wasn't planned, but I just thought of it because I know, um, Michael, you are working on a few things that we're actually waiting uh, to get back from a designer to see what it looks like. But we're actually going to have some free downloads for people to use. Do you want to tease any of that real quick? 
uh, what what may be coming down the pipeline. And guys, again, this will be free. Obviously, if you're in one of our programs, we'll, we'll have we have other things for you as well. But you do have a couple free like templates to help people out. Is that right? Yeah. So this is going to basically be a, a mirror of what I've done over the last eh, decade to go from um, you know, person working in an unfulfilled life to someone who gets to do exactly what they want, whenever they want and say no to whatever they want to. Uh, and it will help you quarterly plan your business. It'll help you do the daily things that you're supposed to do, the weekly things that you're supposed to. It'll break down a very large goal structure into small incremental steps that anyone can hit. And that will be a free resource that will be available, hopefully by the time this podcast drops, if not within the following week. Yeah, guys, uh, in the description, you'll see um, mine and Michael's Instagram. If you are interested and want to be on that list, uh, again, we're not, we don't have anything to sell you from this. Uh, just DM me because I mean, Michael's super, super busy. Uh, DM me uh, templates. And then I will make sure that uh, I add you to the list. I'll probably just ask you for your email and stuff that we will make sure we get you on the list. And then uh, whenever that is ready, uh, you'll be one of the first ones to get it. So just go to Instagram, link in the description and message me. I hope you guys took a lot away from this. I actually learned a few things as well that I'm going to try and implement uh, tomorrow morning when I get up from uh, from some of this advice. Um, Michael, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, brother. I'll see you soon. Bye, Cam. Thanks for earning experience points with us today on Run the Block, part of the Cam Explains Immersion channel. If you actually want to work with me or my team at No Clouds Media, connect with me on Instagram at cam.explains. There you'll find even more helpful content tips, growth strategies, our latest downloads, or if nothing else, I can guarantee you'll get a good laugh of myself or our pup Oliver throughout the day. Just hit me up at cam.explains. Bonus, if you are following me on Instagram, you also get first dibs on limited spots for the community we're building inside of our network, where we will have tons of free resources, overtime sessions, networking events, special guests, and much more planned as we grow. So be sure to follow along at cam.explains, and we will see you for your next session of Run the Block to earn even more experience points. Hope this helps, and remember, kindness. Pass it on. Bye for now.